Hey guys, it's March, and you're listening to Hola Bichola, Hola Bichola, Queen of the Rings. Hmm. Hey guys, welcome back, episode 5 of Queen of the Rings, the show where we recap the Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Okay, so let's just like get right into the episode. So it is episode five, and we're opening up with the Harfoots and the giant on a rock. And they're having this conversation, and I'm just thinking, wow, he suddenly understands. He understands so well. Good, peril. What other words did he understand? Bad something else and like he was able to distinguish so like how much time has passed how much education is being had during this time because I just I don't know what time it is right now I don't know the time the place the hour I can't even look at the sun not that I'm an orc I just can't find the sun physically to be able to tell the time of day so then they're with the other Harfoots, their parents and stuff like that. And one of the things I noticed was like the pop had like hay on his head. And it looked like a hat, but it didn't look like a hat. And then there's like this big traveling montage, which I really appreciated because um, we need to know where they are and how they're getting to where they're going. And where did they come from? Because how are we supposed to know where we are going if we don't know where we come from? So I was really appreciative of that. Thank you for that map. And they walked a lot. They were working those legs. There was a lot, a lot of walking and a lot of city stopping. And quite surprisingly, no orcs in their way. Hmm, it seems like the orcs are only in one part of the town or the land. And these Harfoots, are they like in the north where the orcs are in the south and that's why they haven't really come head to head you know we have questions we have lots of questions and so the giant finders appear and they're behaving exactly the way the giant finders would behave at least the ones i thought they're peculiar they're curious they're sniffers um so yeah, they kind of found him or where he where he last was. I assume the technology they have isn't as advanced to be able to find him quickly, but they were to find where he was. So maybe they're operating in a different um, sequence of time or measurement of time. Maybe they're operating in a different measurement of time. Maybe their time is one hour is 10 days or a month. You know, maybe one yard is really just a mile for them. Maybe 10 yards is 100 miles. Who knows? I I don't know how they're quantifying distance here and location and GPS and all the sorts. And so then we find ourselves with Adar and the orcs and one orc. And I soon realize that they are in a sadistic relationship. And we have Adar who asks for the hand of the orc so that he can watch the orc's hand burn in the sun. 
just for fun, just because he can. And the orc says, yes, master, as you wish, I will burn in the sun for you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't think that we were going to go to a sadistic place, but here we are. Rings of power, you did that. And now we're back at the tower in the Southlands. And the Brownlin, I think her name, Brown, Brownlin, Brownwin, Brownlin, she's giving her Dwight's speech, the great dictator speech that he loves to give. She's having her own speech. And it's convincing almost everyone except for the drunkens. The drunkens and the regular people show up and they're basically like, no, we're not going to fight. We're going to give in like our forefathers did before us. And so they go away and the everyone, everyone who is smart stays behind. And now we're at Numenor and Isidel is ready to serve. He is ready to serve Luke's. He is ready to serve books. He is ready to serve water. He's ready to serve lands. Um, he's just ready to serve something because he needs to do, he needs to give himself to something bigger. And serving this expedition over to the Southlands is the right place for him, which, okay. Okay, so I don't think you know what you want to do in life. You got your homies kicked out of the the shipping, the sailors mating, the sailors mate, and now you want to hop on the expedition? You are not to be trusted, sir. And then we find ourselves with the city, and we learn that the city is very anti-elf. The city is not about these elves or an elf even the mere smell of an elf just makes them sick and uh they don't like galadriel being there i don't like galadriel being there i don't like galadriel at all at all but yet here we are having to just deal with her all of us all of us men have to deal with her at this time and so holding hands to speak to king oh and so then there's like this moment where there's like this person who's dressed in like royalty and this like water bearer and they're holding hands. Excuse me? Why are you holding hands? I know you guys were kind of giving like glimpses to each other, but like not enough time has passed where you're in a place of holding hands. And they're trying to convince one another or the girl is trying to convince that that royal kid to maybe change their father's mind or some person's mind and I'm thinking who are y'all related to why is this important right now this is the first time I'm seeing the both of you so now we're with Halbrand blacksmithing we have Galadriel speaking and Halbrand is like, I want none of this conversation. I don't want the crown. I don't want to help you. I don't want to sail. I don't want to go back home. I don't have a home to go back to. And Galadriel is doing her thing. You know, trying to convince people to fight for her. And her angst. Just, girl, just go to therapy. Literally, just go to therapy. 
you know, grief is a very hard thing for everyone. And it all, and it manifests differently on everybody. You know, vengeance isn't the best way for grief. The best way for grief is to go to counseling, go to therapy, do group therapy, maybe go on a couple vacations, maybe, maybe start a garden in your backyard, you know, build some community, maybe start a grow farm, start selling at the local farmer's market. You know, you're an elf. You have a lot of power. You can manifest so much. And chasing Sauron and the orcs just is not the vibe for you or for anyone involved. I think you have managed to show how one person's problem can easily become everybody's problem. And so now we're with the Harfoots and they're in this like, you know, tall tree patch of the forest that they're traveling through. And there's a wolf pack and everyone's hungry. And now we find ourselves with the wolf versus the giants. And how is the giant going to show up for the Harfoots? And the best way he can do is by scaring off the wolves and pounding the ground and he got them away they went away with the pounding I, I wish I could do that with other things if I could just pound the ground shake it up a little bit and maybe my kids would leave me alone I love them but maybe they would leave me alone maybe a lot of things maybe my phone would stop ringing maybe that that would be nice I don't know. There's a couple of things. Maybe if I hit the floor hard enough, it would clean itself. Do you know what I mean? Maybe the dirt would be so scared that it would go away. And so then I don't have to sweep it or mop it. Maybe if I hit the floor hard enough, the clothes would find themselves off the floor and into the baskets they're supposed to be in. I don't know why they're on the floor. Maybe the shoes could go into the shoe baskets where they're supposed to go, you know, everything would find its place. If I could just slam the door, slam the floor hard enough, really hard, really bad. I don't know. Okay. And so now we're at Numenor with Galadriel versus the soldiers. Honestly, this scene was a, this scene was a riot. Okay. She is teaching all of the soldiers, right, how to fight or how to, like, use their swords. And she is just somehow outmaneuvering, like, eight of them with one. And she's, like, almost dancing the tango with them. She's tangoing with them, actually. They're tangoing. And they're all like, oh, my God, I can't believe you got me. Oh, Oh, I missed that one. And they're just like flying off the like the floor. I don't know how they managed to just like fly and wail off the floor. But they're doing so. And she's like, and then you do this. And then you tap that. And you turn it around. And you must always watch. And then she like smacks the bum of another one. And I'm just like, did you ask for permission? You're just, mm-mm. You see, she's, she's crossing boundaries here. She's crossing boundaries. She's not even asking for permission. But she's just like swiffing and swaffing and swiffing and swaffing. And I just thought like, 
oh my god girl like get it okay like you're either you're very advanced in your you know fighting skills or these soldiers have no skill and I think it's that the soldiers have no skill whatsoever because how she's maneuvering and swiffing right through them I just thought like wow wow no one no one tried here not a single person actually tried to fight everyone's tangoing and so one of the most shocking things of this episode was that who I thought was the king and then who I thought was married to the queen were not at all who I thought they were, okay? And follow along with me here for a second. We have, his name is Fazeron. And Fazeron is the person who was talking to the the city men in the last episode, like, we're all men and elves are never going to come and take our lands and our food and our people and all that stuff. I thought he was married to the queen. It turns out that's his cousin. That's her cousin. And they're not married. I thought they were married. I thought that was a king. I'm I'm so shocked. So shocked. Like, wow. I I don't think I was fooled. I just assumed they would be in the same scene and they were together and they're dressed in like royal cloaks. I thought they were married, but they're not. And this is how I'd learned this. It was because that guy who was holding hands with that girl, that's his son. And that makes so much sense because like, listen, I understand genes can make everyone look differently, but they didn't look anything alike or they didn't real they didn't even sounded like they related to one another. Huh. They're cousins. Wow. I'm shocked. Like to the princess. And she's not even a queen. She is a princess. I don't know what I've been watching. But I'm still gonna I'm 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 going through it though. I'm gonna see this through. I'm gonna see this through. I tell you I am gonna see this through. Okay, so now we're with the Harfoots not minding their own business. And it's, um, what's her name? The Harry, the Harfoot Nellie, the main Harfoot, you know what I'm talking about. She, the one who found the giant, the girl with the giant, the Harfoot and the giant. I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So we find the giant in, with his hand and like a, a water thing and he seems to be healing his hand well obviously she just can't mind her own business and what she has to stick her hand where he has his hand in like can you not see what he's doing why did he put your hand in there now her hand gets frozen in there and now she can see everything that's happening just like Theo and his like Sauron wand so now we're with the dwarfs and Elrond and they're having passive aggressive and 
so now we're with the so now we're with Prince Durin and Elrond and they're having passive aggressive conversations at the table. And I'm not really sure what they're upset about, but it seems like they're trying to the elves are trying to get what the dwarf has. And the what's his name? The high yeah, High King Gilgalad Halad Galad. He's asking Elrond do you know if the dwarves found the thing, the the quartz that we need to survive so that we don't just fade away and our magic dies? And Elrond is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I made a promise to Durin that if I made a promise that I would not reveal their secrets. And the king's like, but do you know? Because you can't let us die to hold a little secret for your friend. And I'm thinking like, okay, high king, he's literally telling you, yes. He just can't say it. But he's saying, yes, he knows. So why are you being dim here? My God, get it together. You're the high king. So now we're back at Numenor and Isildur wants to ride on the boat and he's, he got his old friends to kind of at least, you know, give him an audience and they're talking and they're doing that thing that jocks do like, hit me bro, you can hit me like two times and then we'll like be even and we'll just call it just like hit me two times and that's it. And, um, you know, his friend takes advantage of him and hits him and he still doesn't get to go. So Isidore, you're done for that. Now you're at one. And so we find ourselves with the, what I like to call it, the criminal royal and Isidore Toaway. Or Isidore at the stowaway, not Toaway. And the criminal royal is wants to burn up the boats because he doesn't want them to go save the other humans or the elves in the other lands who need help because he's a hater because he is terrible and he's awful you know and um you know he manages to do exactly that he manages to burn the boats and Isildur saves him and saves them and then he lies for him and I'm like he's a criminal you don't lie for criminals who want to explode the boats that are going to save other people now you're just as bad as him you should have let him drown and now we're with the princess Ah, we're with the princess and the princess and Galadriel are staring out into Numenor and they're watching the, the, the explosions happen. And I just thought to myself, why are there no fences? Y'all could literally just fall off of these things and you, no one would be none the wiser. Why aren't there fences? Like, okay, you me and the dwarves can sit down and we can have a conversation we can make a plan so that we can build these fences because it, I I'm, I'm sick to my stomach watching y'all and I've had enough y'all are so smart y'all are so intelligent and you can't even muster some fences 
some things are just not adding up for me. They're not adding up for me. Okay, so now we're with, and we move on to Galadriel with Halbrand again. And they're in a place of darkness. And they're in a place of, she fought for centuries. And then I thought, centuries? You fought for centuries? You've been around for centuries, Galadriel. You have not been around for centuries. We've had to put up with you for centuries? But I have to ask myself, does centuries mean 100 years for them? Does centuries mean 10 years? Is a century one year? How long is time here? Because there is no source material that I can go back to so that that can be established for me. You know, so I have, I have questions. Do we not all have questions? I have lots of questions. And so now we're with Adar and the humans. And these are the humans, the dummies, who went to go bend the knee to this King Adar. And well, it didn't play out exactly like the humans thought it would. Adar is saying, um, no, you can't just come and bend the knee to me. I need to see you kill. I need to see you kill your own. And well, poor Waldreg. Oh, Waldreg got the stabbed in the neck. Got his head chopped off and... That's what happens when you bend the knee to the darkness. You get your head cut off. It'd be your own. It'd be your own. So now we're back at the tower and the wand has been finally revealed. My goodness. So many episodes in and we we're finally at the wand reveal. And they're all like, Arandir's like, I've seen this before. And then he reveals that the tower that they're in is like the Saron home or something like that so they're they're not safe in any way shape or form they literally went into the lion's den and we find ourselves with Prince Durin and Elrond and honestly like Prince Durin is really my favorite person in this entire show I love that little dwarf so much he is adorable he is smart he asks the right questions and he doesn't let anybody like try to take advantage of him and he's just so full of love like all he really wants is just friendship and camaraderie and just a good old time like Prince Durin is one to party with that's my guy right there I'm team Durin all the way through and of course the fate of the elves lands on the hands of the dwarves. Because, you know, it's always that way. It's always the one, the, the people that you depend on the most, the ones you ignore the most, are the ones that end up having to rescue you. And I hope these elves of this time period have learned a lesson. A pretty, pretty strong lesson. And that you just can't ignore your friends for... 20 years you you just can't just because they're I don't know 200 years it has it been 20 years or 200 years you can't just ignore your friends you can't do that you have to you have to show up you have to keep in touch and um yeah and then we finally end ourselves with back at Numenor oh Numenor and well 
Mr. Lord Halbrand himself finally gets in a horse. Isidil is... Isildur is doing what Isildur needs to do. Galadriel is fighting. And everyone is just staring into the abyss. There's just an abyss to be stared at. And they all stare at it. And I'm hoping that this is where we finally get everyone to kind of meet. Because we have all of these stories, all of these side stories. And I'm, I'm hoping that in this season, we get to meet in the middle somehow. And that maybe like the story can like move a little bit more forward. I know it's the first season, so we have a lot to cover and a lot to establish. I'm not denying that. It's just that I would like for it to maybe... You know, can we see Sauron? I don't think Adar is Sauron. Like I said in the last episode, I think Sauron broke up with Adar and this is Adar's revenge. So I think, I think, you know, they're all going to come together. I just want to know who Sauron is and, you know, dedicates, maybe dedicate an episode to him just exclusively to it. I don't want to say him, to it. I mean, he is behaving like an, like a him. Nonetheless, I'm hoping. But yeah, that's uh, where we're at with the Queen of the Rings, Rings of Power. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up on hbxpod at gmail. If you want to find me on socials, hit me up on hbxpod on Instagram and holabichola on TikTok. And until next time, guys. Adios.